or just in decision paralysis. And I would say, anytime you feel yourself in that place, take that really seriously, because it means you are delaying a magnificent future. You're delaying change, good change. Hi, I'm Rosie Acosta. I'm a meditation teacher, speaker, and author of You Are Radically Loved, A Healing Journey to Self-Love. Look, I grew up in East Los Angeles during the 92 LA riots, and it set me on a troubled path. I didn't grow up with mentors in my life, so I turned to reading as many books as I possibly could to learn about the purpose of life. In my journey, I found that having these conversations gave me life, and I decided I wanted to create a place where I could share these conversations with my community. So come have a sit with me as we learn about, well, everything. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved. I am joined by a very special guest. Now I do want to call you Royal Highness, but okay. So (laughs) we have an incredible guest on the show today. Uh, Her name is Sherry Salata. She's the author of The Beautiful No and Other Tales of Trial, Transcendence, and Transformation. She was named an Amazon, Amazon, why am I saying this? Amazon Editor's Choice Best Memoir. So you won an award, many awards, and Sherry's book has made such a huge impact on my life, and I will tell you why as we're having this conversation, but I was so like impacted by your story and everything that you've gone through in your career and in your life that it helped encourage me to sort of tell my story. And I know that this is something that you teach a lot of. You've done so many workshops and retreats and you've spoken on many stages. You have this incredibly celebrated career and I'm so grateful to have you on the show. I guess okay. I with that. that was a warm welcome, my friend. <laughs> and, you know, that is, nothing could make me happier. <laughs> As you're getting ready for your own book process. The fact that that beautiful no means something to you means something to me. Yeah, no, it was, it was truly like I started reading. So I had started reading it right as I had already like done the book proposal process and sort of went through that whole experience. And I feel like for me, it was a lot of the oh, just get to the next step, just do it. And then it's done. And then you don't have to think about it anymore. You know, this whole, whole thing. And as I was reading your process and your story, I was just so, I mean, I just felt so comforted by your words and especially being somebody that, you know, like you grew up sort of having these, this vision or these aspirations, like you knew what your secret sauce was, And in the book, I feel like you say something about you had this knack for like herding kittens. (laughs) Yeah. Bossy. I was a bossy (laughs) fan. And I really love that. Like I love when people can actually hone in on their secret sauce, but also you have this like incredible knack for being super honest and super real and (laughs) super authentic. And I just feel... Yeah, like I felt like you were just literally sitting with me on my couch telling me your story. And I just, I loved it so much. So thank you for for doing it, for creating something for us. Thank you. Thanks for that. 
Well, listen, you're talking about me finding my secret sauce when, because I did have a knack for herding kittens and bossing all my little cousins around and producing shows and for the family and making them rehearse. And I did have that knack, but interestingly enough, I didn't choose really to follow that. I just ended up on this crazy ride, like weird jobs, one job after another, trying to turn every job into my plan for retirement, not understanding that at that age, I was to sample the buffet. And when something didn't taste good, I was to move on. Instead, I'd be like, no, I'm going to turn this into something. You know, I'm an assistant toy store manager. I'm going to turn this. I'm going to I'm going to be a toy mogul, you know, until then pretty soon can't get out of bed. I'm so depressed. I hate what I'm doing. And then I move on to the next thing. And that went on. I mean, what you didn't say. Yes, I I, kind of had a sense of my some of my secret sauce. But I didn't take advantage of that at all. At 27 years old, I was a washed up failure who had about five or six jobs. Yes, I I mean, living in my parents' basement. Right. But not, I mean, really respectively looking back at it now, is it really like, do you feel like maybe you were a little too hard on yourself back then? Well, I certainly with the glasses, the backward looking glasses, I can see that, first of all, I was in pursuit of the wrong thing. And it was, it was, I was in pursuit of something snappy on a business card. And I wanted, like I had a suit that looked like Princess Diana's engagement suit, that blue suit with a little tie. And I thought I'd be off to the office with the business card. And I didn't really was, wasn't concerned so much with what the work would be. And it was like, I was anxious to have the mystery solved. What am I going to be? And I had been in pre-med in college and I'm like, oh, this isn't it. Check that off the list. And then I just went on this, this crazy rambly ride going down the wrong road fast, you know, not, not understanding that really what I wanted was meaning. I did want money and I did want a cool job, but I really wanted meaning. I'm a Midwestern gal with that sensibility. Like we, we take our lunch pail and go off to work and we'll open our veins for you if you give us a paycheck. But that kind of devotion requires a lot of meaning and purpose. So mm-hmm. I think looking back on it, yeah, I mean, like with humor, I can laugh at myself and see with real sweetness the Sherry that just wanted to be something, just wanted to find out what she was supposed to become. And I'd go back and I'd whisper in her ear and I would say this. No, you're supposed to be having fun. You're supposed to be happy. What are you doing? What are you doing? Happy, happy, happy. Lean into happy. Lean into what feels good. Lean into happy. You know, quit trying to push the boulder up the hill and make the wrong relationships work, the wrong jobs work. I mean, trying to fix everything and turn it into the right thing. Yeah. And you talk about that in the book as well. You know, this sort of, we give up our life's blood to, for what, like, because that's how we were conditioned to work and, and to behave in the world or, or especially as women, right? Like I had an assistant, an executive assistant job to, um, a celebrity trainer and I did it for almost four years. 
this sort of commitment of no days off, you're on 24 seven, you're performing at a high level. And it's like, why though? Like, what is sort of the benefit that you're getting? And, I, and I'm all about putting your time in, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm all about doing the work, you know, so many people I hear now just want to go into that next level. They want to just become the entrepreneur. They want to just sort of like skip the rite of passage. And I definitely do believe that you, we all need a little humble pie at the beginning. I think it's really important for us to have that. Yeah. But I also like what happens in the interim of, I want to put my time in and do a really good job to now I'm sacrificing all of that. I, all of what I am to this career because it pays me well. And because it's what I'm supposed to do. You know, the validation thing, maybe I'm not sure. Well, yeah. And sometimes that feeling, that feeling of, is that all there is? And now it feels like I'm, I'm sacrificing my life to this paycheck. All that is, is your soul giving you a little whisper, time to do something new, time to think out of the box. What are you going to do now? And so think about that. I mean, Lord knows I've had that whisper in my ear many a time and I've just been, never mind you. I got work to do. Never mind you. And, you know, I, when you think about it, so I became an entrepreneur. I mean, after having, you know, some pretty cool jobs ultimately, but I became an entrepreneur at 56 and I was like, oh my God, this is so great. I was like in this wonderland of, I get up, I can start when I want. If I want to take a break, I'm going to take a break. If I want a day off, I'm just not going to put anything on my calendar. I was like, what is this? This is like fabulous. Now, you know, then there's also the, you know, you got to figure out how to get the revenue streams coming in and all that. But I, gosh, I like betting on myself. Mm. You know, I like betting on myself. I like having absolute, complete and total say over how I spend my days and this new experience, I would whisper, I would whisper to 30 year old women, Oh, give it a try. Give it a try. Cause I think there's something really powerful about that or work for somebody who's doing a startup. So you, so you can see how that's done. It's really, it's really quite empowering yeah, to be to... the master of your mistress of your fate. Yes. Captain of your soul. Oh, Totally. I feel that there's not, there isn't enough of us heeding that call. And we we get so lost in the fear of, but what if it doesn't work? Or how do I know that this is the right decision for myself? I mean, so many people I know right now are going through this transition because of the pandemic, right? So many people have quit their jobs. So many people are trying to figure out exactly what it is that they want to do. They're trying to figure out what their purposes or they're trying to figure out what to find, you know, meaning. And what would you say to those women specifically that are going through that process right now and feel like they're maybe, you know, they feel like they're too old to start something new or they feel like, oh, they might be too premature to, yeah, yeah, like go into a different category of work or something. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you about all decisions. I started to realize that there were different kinds of decisions. And one of the most powerful decisions are governing decisions. Governing decisions are decisions that that set a framework for the kind of life you're going to have. 
Like a governing decision is I'm a meditator and I'm going to make time for that every day. A governing decision is I don't eat animals. That's a governing decision. It changes a bunch of different things in, in my life. But there's this little syndrome I like to call foam wood. It's fear of making the wrong decision. <laughs> foam wood, foam wood, fear of making the wrong decision. <laughs> and sometimes here's what mm-hmm. I'm going to say about that. Just make the decision. Like try to tap into your heart, kind of get a sense of what feels good. It doesn't have to be the absolute yes. I disagree with that philosophy. Full body, yes. How many of us are getting full body yeses all the time? Not me. So if it feels like, because then I'm like, is that a full body yes? Or was that a third of my body yes? It's just like, does it feel good? Like when I, when I sneak up on myself and say, okay, you're going to do this. Oh, that feels good. I lean in that direction. And here's what I know. I can always make a new decision. I can say, whoa, doesn't feel good like I thought I would. I'm going to turn in a new direction and I'm going to make a new decision. So what I say this is this. There's something we all have I call your slippery character. And that's the little part of you that sabotages and tells you you're a big imposter or um, negative self-talks you. And that slippery character sometimes is just putting you in decision paralysis just because. You know, that's the slippery character. It sabotages you from making meaningful change and evolving your life because there's fear. There's fear. At least if we're in misery, we don't really like our jobs. We don't like really where we live. We don't really like who we're with. At least we know what to deal with there. We know what the players are and what the scene is. But that unknown future, we don't know. What's it going to be like? What's it going to feel like? You know, how am I going to be really happier? And that fear of that unknown, our slippery character says, ooh, you don't know what that's going to be. You don't know how that's going to turn out. And so we're just in decision paralysis. And I would say, anytime you feel yourself in that place, take that really seriously because it means you are delaying a magnificent future. You're delaying change, good change good stuff, you know, stirring the dream pot, getting new energy going. Take that really seriously when you feel paralyzed. Yeah. Oh, what? It's a trick. It's a trick. Yeah, it it is. And it's, God, it's like, so I love the way that you articulated that because I think so many of us feel that slippery character and we just don't, you don't know how to frame it or what to call it. And I always find it helpful when I can externalize it or create an archetype for it so that I can understand it more and and feel a little bit more in control, I guess, than feeling like I don't know where to go or or what to do with these feelings of fear specifically. And one of the keys is to talk very tenderly to your slippery character. Your slippery character is trying to protect you. Like, You don't want that big, crazy, new, good life. At least you know what's going on here. So it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you, sweet, slippery character. I know that you're trying to protect me, but I don't need protection on this. You know, the slippery character is grandiose. Oh, you know, it has new plans and programs that you never see through, that you quit in three days, and, and you never meant to. 
but you just wanted to feel better in that moment. So you made the big grandiose statement and you just say, oh, that's so sweet. I know I used to do that, but that's not how I want to move through the world anymore. I want to be excited. I know I'm creating my next right dream. I know I'm calling it in. I don't want to stop it from happening with fear and paralysis. Yeah. How do we merge the two? Like, how do I go from having that little surge of feel good hormones when I'm talking about doing something and then actually doing it? Like, yeah, you stay there. You've got, you've got to, you got to be the match. It's like you do the dreaming, you identify what it is you want. Now your only job is to be a match to it. And by that, it's like filled with hope, filled with possibility. You're feeling good. You're taking care of yourself. You're doing the things that know that keep you, you're managing your mood. Like, yes, yes, I can see it. You know, you're talking to yourself. You're telling yourself the story. Like, listen, I can always make a new decision, but won't that be fun to just at least try? Oh, I think that's so great. I can't wait to see how this turns out. You start rewriting that story that you're playing endlessly in your head and you stay there. And the reason why so many times we feel like, oh, I did some dreaming, none of it came true, is because we take the minute, we do the little daydreaming, think about it, oh, that sounds so good. And then we're like, we spend the rest of the time talking to ourselves about how I don't really have the money to do that. I don't know how it's going to happen. Who's going to bring that to me? How am I ever going to get there? And next thing you know, you've literally shifted your energy. So not only are you not a match to that dream, you're repelling it. You're the exact opposite. And then you just say, woe is me. I wanted it. Didn't happen. Yeah, no, it's so true. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, so... So true. I think the other sort of, I don't want to say twin, but the companion of that, in my experience, is also the comparison, right? Comparisonitis, where then you're like, okay, I can do this, but I'm not going to be able to do it as good as this person. Right. Right. Well, I have a little trick for you with that because I used to do that too. Like I'd start to feeling really good and then I'd flip. And I mean, like, I guess it would be social, like flipping social. I walk down the street and I'd be like, mm, it's not going to be as good as them. You know, God, they really have it going on, you know, or look at that house. That's even better, you know, just stuff like that. And what I realized is I needed to look at that little as a treasure hunt where I literally am out in the world going, I want some of that. I want some of that. I want some of that. So I could stop comparing myself, comparison is the death of dreams. I could stop comparing myself to everybody else, but instead go out and be on the hunt for success and beauty and all the cool things that I want and just be like, I'll take some of that. Uh, Oh, that looks good. Oh, they're really in love. That looks good. Oh, I love the way that she is like moving through the world. I want some of that. And when I play the, I want some of that game, I stay a match to the dream. Oh, I love that. That's so, even energetically, even with the words that you're using, it makes such a huge difference than, oh, I'll never have this. Or I, I, shouldn't, even look, I shouldn't even look at this or I shouldn't yes. even try this. Oh, that feels so much better, Sherry. I oh, know. So I good. know. And now your energy shifted. You've regulated your energy. You're holding yourself as a match and you feel good. 
Yeah. That's a good oh. one. That's one of my favorites. I want some of that. That's a, oh. that's a good one. I want some of the, oh, and it's a, I would imagine it's a practice just like the other as well. It's like, you just have to continue to do it as often as you can, or to try and sort of reverse engineer the negativity when you're on a negative spin or something yeah. of that nature. Well, as you know, as somebody who practices and teaches people how to practice, we're always practicing all the time. The question is what, what are you practicing? I mean, there's practicing going on unconsciously. So why not be more conscious and put your hands on the wheel of your own life and say, I want to be very conscious about what I'm practicing. And I don't want to practice doom and gloom or anxiety and worry. I don't want to practice what doesn't work. I want to practice what does work. I want to practice. I want some of that. I want to practice that good focused story about the beauty of my life and all the possibilities there are for me. I want to practice that story about I'm manifesting dreams all the time and I am a powerful creator and I can show you some terrible things I've created with the power of that story. Hmm. So it's just a question of what will you decide to practice? Yeah. Oh, so deep. So deep. So good. This year, you can stay on track with your new year health goals with Care-of's daily vitamin packs that make organization and your resolution easy to stick to every day. Care-of's products are made from good-for-you clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research so you can feel good about what's going in your body. I struggled for many, many years, even when I was doing nutrition school and when I was becoming a health coach, trying to find the right combination of supplements that were going to support my ultimate health goals. Not only did Care-of make it super easy for me to get the right vitamins I was looking for, but it also paired me with the best plant protein powder tailored just for me, just for my needs. Care-of is a subscription service that ships high quality personalized vitamins and powders conveniently to your door every month. All you have to do is take a short in-depth quiz about your health goals and lifestyle and get personally tailored recommendations based on those specific answers. You can stick with what Care-of recommends or change up your pack anytime. For 50% off of your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code LOVED50. That's takecareof.com. Use promo code LOVED50. That's L-O-V-E-D-5-0. For 50% off of your first care of order. And from all of us here at Radically Loved, we hope that your 2022 is off to a healthy start. The holidays are over and it's time to set our eyes on new goals and a new year. After the frenetic stress of the end of the year and the holiday season, your immune system might be feeling a little bit worn down, especially in the thick of winter when it's sick season. And yes, my friends, there's still the normal things that go on during this time. We get colds, we're exposed to perhaps more viruses, and our immune system needs to be strong and healthy so we can tackle those 2022 goals. Did you know that one of the biggest ways you can boost your immunity is by supporting your gut health? It's true. In fact, 70% of your immune system is all in your gut. Jonathan Jacobs is an MD and professor at UCLA, and he says that the microbiome and the immune system are critically intertwined. This means that if you eat the wrong things, your immune system will suffer. But if you eat the right things, your immune system will get stronger. Now, I understand it's not easy to eat all the right things all the time, and that's why I recommend that you take Biome Breakthrough daily. 
Biome Breakthrough contains powerful probiotics and prebiotics, as well as one-of-a-kind ingredient called IGY Max. IGY Max is a patented egg-based protein that enhances gut health, reverses damage caused by antibiotics, and even helps with immunity threats. Biome Breakthrough and Magnesium Breakthrough are staples in my daily supplement routine. I feel so much healthier when I know that I'm taking the right supplements to promote my optimum health. You can make Biome Breakthrough part of your daily ritual as well. You can eliminate bad bacteria, feed the good bacteria, and build your immunity and repair your gut lining all at the same time. The best time to take Biome Breakthrough is first thing in the morning. You can mix it in an eight ounce glass of water and drink it on an empty stomach to experience less sickness, fewer gut problems, and less gas and bloating. So let's start the year off right. Power your immunity today by trying Biome Breakthrough risk-free at biomebreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved and use the promo code radically loved 10 to receive 10% off of any order. You have a 365 day money back guarantee. No questions asked. That's biomebreakthrough.com forward slash radically loved. Use the promo code radically loved 10 to get 10% off of any order. What you said earlier, we were talking, you, you said that one of the things that you were in search for was meaning. Have you found meaning now? And and what are some ways that you continue that journey in your life in the present day? Oh, gosh. I mean, here's what's so interesting. I mean, that was, you know, so as the story goes, I was 35 years old when I started working at the Oprah Winfrey show in an entry, fairly entry-level position. And the minute, like the minute I was inside that building. I was like, whoa, this is more meaning than I've ever dreamed of. And then, you know, the real company benefit for me was being paid to build a spiritual life. It was my job to take notes on all the experts coming through and the thought leaders and the the spiritual teachers. And I was like, my mind was so blown. I can't even tell you. Like, you know, I was raised Catholic and I was like, in college, I was like, I don't think this is for me. I mean, I appreciate it. Yay. It's like a nationality. (laughs) I'm Polish. I'm Lithuanian. I'm Scots Irish. I'm Swedish and I'm Catholic, you know, raised Catholic. But I'm like, this is not, I'm not tuning into a practice here. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm introduced to the quantum you know, the universal laws and quantum. And then all of a sudden, everything started to make sense. And then it's like, oh, that connection that I really don't need a go-between. I really can, you know, the that force, that spirit is within me. And that's the relationship I want to cultivate. So, you know, that's an ongoing process. Even now, I look for what I call portals of opportunity, like places where I'm being a little sloppy or my thinking sloppy, or I haven't like, I haven't nailed it yet. And then I think of that as a, as an opportunity, like, how do I walk through that to become more of who I know I want to be? Like, how do I rise myself up in that area? So that's why we're having this conversation. And that's why I'm doing everything I'm doing, because when I stay in this conversation, when I talk about transformation, when I, I dig in and stay, keep my energy in this place, I 
absolutely experience what it's like to rise and evolve and grow and expand and rise and evolve and grow and expand. And nothing could be more meaningful to me. Nothing. Wow. I don't want to do anything else. I don't really want to talk about anything else. You know, I'm not interested in gossip or anything. (laughs) Well, you get to do that. I mean, I would imagine that that is going to keep you on that frequency that you were talking about. It's like the more that you can stay in that frequency, the easier it is to, yeah, like go into the world and say, I'll have some of that and I'll have some of that and I'll have some of that. Yes. Well, I'm going to guess that it's probably why you do this podcast because you get to have these conversations and you leave the conversation and you're like, yes, yes. It's just, you keep reminding yourself of your own knowing. You just keep reminding yourself what you really want and what matters. Yeah, it is true. And I do love having these conversations. If I could just be a student in a classroom and just learn from all of you incredible teachers and leaders, I would, that to me, I'm I'm happy. I'm totally content. But my fear is more on the, you know, being on the opposite. I can ask questions all day long. I can guide thousands of people. And it's like downward dog. You're not looking at me. You know, it's like, (laughs) this is, it is different to sort of go into the opposite, you know, like you're now the speaker, right. Of something that you're supposed to be an expert on or, or whatever. And it's It's like like being the writer too now, isn't it? Yes. It is, you know, one of those things where I'm like, Oh, I I wrote it. Now it's done. Like, I'm done with it. Nope. Oh no, you have to talk about it. I'm like, why? It's all there. The information is right here. No, there is a leveling up that comes with stepping out from behind the scenes into your light. And that is that I'm willing to own my experiences and I share them vulnerably because first of all, just speaking those words and those stories heals me. Because the minute you bring light to shame, as Brene Brown teaches, and I definitely found that when I was on my book tour, because I was like, oh, God, you know, be like, when people ask me about stuff, and, you know, I'm there, I'm on a stage, I'm like, no. Uh And then instead, it's like, okay, let's go. And you could start to see that then people, readers, people would share their stories with me. And not only, did they experience a healing, a release? So did I. So by the time I was done with my book tour, I'm like, ah, this is great. I love this so much. I think I wrote that book to heal some stuff. Mm. I really think that's what happened. And the fact that it lands with other people and helps them feel like there are a lot of possibilities still for them. I say, I can't even imagine having done anything that would matter more than that. Wow. You'll see. You'll see. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yes. I will be open to that experience. But again, I I have more fun being in the audience. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, it's, I love watching people perform. I think it has more to do with, you know, like the other, whatever programming is in there that needs to sort of be changed out. I shouldn't even say that. It's just... It's, yeah, like old programming, like, oh, you're putting yourself in a position where 
you know, you're not going to be liked or you're going to say something that's going to rub somebody the wrong way. And I know that's why it's your healing moment. Right. I mean, because people are going to be talking about you, you know, and some people are going to love it. And some people are going to be like, yeah, it's all right. You know, when, when it's like you put your soul, your heart and soul on pages and someone's like, meh. It's so funny that you say that because, uh, or it's apropos that you say that because after going through the writing experience and writing a book and seeing how, you know, some people are like really into the process and they loved it. And it was like such a magical, it's almost like when I hear people are pregnant, some people have an incredible pregnancy and they like had an easy time. And then others are like, that was not an, <laughs> that was not an awesome experience. I definitely had a not awesome experience, but I am everybody, the people I've talked to are like, aren't you so, are you so, are you happy with it? And I'm just like, I don't know how to answer that question. It's like, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> like I, I did finished it. it. I'm happy it's done. I'm happy it's done. But I just, the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I have such a, a deep level of respect for authors across the board now, right? It's like the amount of work and energy, especially when it's people sharing their story yeah, is like, I want to revere that. I mean, I get proofs, uncorrected proofs all the time, you know, having this podcast and working with PR agencies and, and everything. Like I get the books. I try to read as many as I can. I love reading. If I could just, yeah, talk to people and sit <laughs> back there and read. Can I, can I just do that as a career? Is that like a professional reader, you know? I think you could. I know. <laughs> that so, so that is, yeah, I have just a whole new level of respect. I just, I can't ever imagine, even if something wasn't really, I couldn't relate to it, in my own personal experience, there's always something to learn from somebody's story. I mean, there I've never had an experience where I read somebody's book and I said, this was absolutely useless. For sure. For sure. Every story is good. Every story matters. Every well, story is filled with all the juicy stuff. Yeah. And you at having the experience that you have and seeing all the, you know, transformative processes you know, producing a show for as long as you did and now working with people and doing yeah. your virtual events and everything that you're doing now is is all part of that same experience. So right now, like what is giving you the most joy in your work? Like if you can create an extra five hours in the day, what would the five hours in the day be spent doing? Oh my gosh. Well, let me start by, I'm going to blow your mind. I haven't ever in my whole life been as happy work-wise as I am right this minute, ever. And and everything I'm doing right now, one year ago from today, one year back, I had no idea I'd be doing. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. It's like following the manifesting things, turning in the direction of what feels good. So I started last January, I launched a 12-week course that is called Write Your Story, Transform Your Life, which is really 12 weeks of deep transformation. Changed my life forever. I love doing it so much. So I do that twice a year. I'm getting ready to do another one in January. I have a private membership group called The Support System. I just flood my love into that every day, do masterclasses and workshops, and I bring people in. 
that is so rewarding because that's that daily, like, how do I stay? How do I stay? How do I stay a match to what I want? And then I just got back. I just started doing uh, small retreats in Italy. Just got back going three more times next year. I loved it so much. Wow. And I'm like, I look at that and I say, everything's about meaning. I grow every time I do every single one of those things. It's all within this universe of the conversation I want to have about how do we live the most amazing expression of these lives we've been given and how do we just kind of keep rising with ease and flow. You know, I used to work the hard way. Now it's ease and flow. It's like, if something doesn't come together, it's the beautiful no. If something does, yippee, let's go. That's so good. I want some of that. (laughs) It is yours. It is yours. You can have it. I want some of that. So I have just two more questions for you. Well, I have several, but I obviously don't want this to be a two-hour episode and I want to be respectful of your time. Is there a question that you wish you would have been asked while you were on your book tour that you didn't get asked? Gosh, that's good. Is there a question? Gosh, I think that I was asked every which way, but damn Sunday. And I just remember, I was like, oh my God, if I have to listen to myself talk one more second. No, I don't think there was a question that I wish I was asked. But after every single event, small, big, stage, bookstore, I always left going, gosh, I hope I left as many gems as I collected from this experience. I hope that I was able to take enough focus off my self-consciousness to make sure I delivered in my real purpose what I came to talk about. So that, that was the little conversation I had with myself after like just in the car, after every event, like, gosh, I think about what I got from it. And I'd be like, oh, I hope I was able to like really lay some down. Somebody in that little audience or big audience is going home with a couple gems that could make a big difference in their lives. And gosh, where wouldn't I go to be able to be a part of that energetic exchange? Yeah. So good. So good. Before I ask you the final question, where can people go for more information or to reach out to you? Yeah, sherrysalata.com. Sherry, one R, salata.com. Generally, my site has everything I'm working on. If some things are in waitlist mode, but we always reach out to people on the waitlist. Um, we're going to be announcing more trips to Italy soon. Big launch in January, the 12-week experience, which it's so amazing. I mean, it really is. I feel like, I feel like it's required. And I say, I can say that because it isn't just me. It's me and whoever shows up. We co-create something that's so special and unique. It's like, unlike anything I've ever seen. So all of the links that Sherry just mentioned will be on the show notes. So wherever you're listening to this particular podcast, it'll be in the info button. If you're watching the video, it'll be down below in the description. So yes, and I'm giving you a gift. I'm, yes. giving, I'm giving your listeners the Design Your Life five-day workshop, which is awesome, has a workbook, all kinds of extra things in it for free. 
I mean, so, and there's so much value and you guys, I've done several workshops of these with Sherry before, and I'm telling you right now, she really just delivers above and beyond. The fact that we're getting this for free is a huge, huge, huge gift. So definitely check that out and sign up for a newsletter. I love getting your newsletter, (laughs) Sherry. I, I only get newsletters from six people and you're one of the and six. I'm one of them? You're one of them. I love them so much. Well, I've responded to you on a couple. I'm like, God, this really spoke to me today. I'm so, so glad. Definitely. You are, you are um, good for me. You are good for my <laughs> spirit. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Okay. So the final question is uh, with regard to why I started this podcast and I wanted to create a place for people to go to to get inspired or to feel supported. And the whole idea of Radically Loved is that we are radically supported by God, universe, source, whatever higher power of your belief system. Also recovering Catholic, side note. (laughs) So the final question to you is, I'm going to ask you the old school two-parter. How do you feel radically loved? And what do you radically love? Oh God, that's so good. How do I feel radically loved? And this is relatively new for me. So this is definitely like in the last three or four years. I have finally understood what it means to love myself most, to be that trustworthy steward of my own well-being. And that makes me feel radically loved. Oh, I'm getting misty because it's not something anybody can do for me from the outside. That makes me feel radically loved because I can count on myself because that's what I've decided, that no being on this planet will love me more than I love myself. That makes me feel radically loved. And then what's the other question? What do you radically love? Besides myself, which I just said. Oh, listen, I am such an animal person that if I, here's my dream, like, All my charities are farm sanctuaries, you know, gentle barn, uh, mercy for animals. I love animals so much. I would really like love someday if looking out my back window, I had like just a big group of, of rescued animals that I took care of. So I'm a radical lover of animals and elephants, farm animals, dogs, um, whales, sea creatures, Listen, I saw that octopus documentary and I, I, I like I, I barely could get on my feet for a week. I was just my, my octopus friend. Woo! Mm. I was just weeping my eyes out. So and, and the reason why it isn't just like, a, oh, they're so cute. It's because I've tapped into this knowing that I have from the other side that we are not we don't have dominion over other sentient beings that we're in this kind of cooperative arrangement where we're like, we really are, you know, sister and brother earthlings. And that makes me feel to know that I choose to be a shepherd is an important part of my purpose. Mm. So I radically love them in that. I love that. Thank you so much, Sherry. Sherry Salata, everyone. Thank you for being here, for all the work that you do, for being an inspiring, grounding, and thriving force for us to be inspired by. Thank you so much for your work, for 
everything that you're doing that continues to support us in our path and our journey and for being part of the Radically Loved community. We thank you so, so much. And for everybody listening, please uh, remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and maybe share this with a friend or somebody who you think would gain value from this conversation. Thank you all so much. And thank you again, Sherry, for being here. Thank you so much for listening to the Radically Loved Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook at Radically Loved Rosie, on Instagram at Rosie Acosta, and Twitter at Rosie Acosta. By the way, this is original music by DJ Taz Rashid. You can follow DJ Taz on Spotify and check out the best music for yoga and meditation. This has been a Mod Pod Studio production. Check them out at www.modpodstudio.com.